Okay, campers, rise and shine. Don't forget your booties. It's cold out there. But hey, it's cold every day. What is this, Mar-a-Lago? Speaking of Mar-a-Lago, Mike Pence took some pages out of his ex-boss's playbook and they were all classified. Lawyers for Pence discovered classified documents This can't at be his happening. Home. This is a completely different episode. It's another episode. It's the, I'm not doing this topic Don't again. Don't Yourself features words and situations that are not appropriate for young listeners. This show is only for adults and unsupervised juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement. Each week, our hosts look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words. Now your way is the only way, and my way is the only way to build a space between a hard place and a rock is all we do. But we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth. What do we know? What trips to telephones that are no different to you. Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. This is a comedy show for enthusiasts. My name's Ryan Placetti, and I'm here to plug the leaks, empty the burn bin, and secure the station secrets. Hey, I'm Rick Reynolds. Oh, it's, uh, it looks like I'm talking to a uh, deep throat from one of the old uh, Police Academy movies. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Let me, let me. I'm a little bit backlit. I was just trying to make sure I was keeping our secrets. There we go. All right. I'll all just right. lower that it's line and we're good. Hey, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Secret identity revealed. Uh, probably didn't help that I, I open up the episode by telling everybody my name. <laughs> yeah, they can't see you. They can't confirm it there. <laughs> As I hinted at an opening, uh, we're going to be talking about secret documents again. Previously, we covered the difference between Donald Trump's document cache and Hillary's emails. The Donald Trump incident was a lot like a pinata. And now they're just secret documents flying everywhere. Biden took a swing. And as of this week, so has former vice president and possible savior of our nation, Mike Pence. <laughs> all right. All right. More gems out of the pinata. What's falling out this time? Uh, apparently this week, uh, Mike Pence revealed that one of his lawyers has found a cache of documents that were, although secure in his Indiana home, uh, not secure to these government classification standards. <laughs> so they were just uh, in, a, in a box on the desk somewhere. Yeah, it's just a box in his house, just, you know, like next to the next to the family photo album, his his yearbook <laughs> from college and top secret documents. It's cool. But I, I think what's really great about this is it's just a nonstop trove. It's just like a slow moving train and they're just throwing documents out the window. No one's going to look for them there. Maybe they're safer. I feel bad because every time I have you on the show, I'm just like, can you tell me more about your strange land from the other side of the earth? Because Australia is a lot like America in so many ways. It is. It is. Uh, I went back for the Christmas and New Year's holidays, actually. And the first thing that um, my lovely girlfriend said was, oh, it's like being in any other city. It's like, yeah, that's what I try to tell people. (laughs) (laughs) Which means there's lots of places for just shady documents, too. It's not that different. People aren't walking upside down. Yeah, yeah, that's true. (laughs) So uh, who is the... Who is the current prime minister of Australia? Is it still Gordon Brown or have they moved on? Uh, they've, uh, no, Gordon Brown was an English prime minister. I don't know what the fuck's going on down there. But I don't know either, mate. I'm going to have to look it up because the last guy uh, was <laughs> was Scott Morrison, his name was. And it really, I, I find out who the, the PM is at any given moment because I follow this uh, Wonderful satire Instagram site, the Batuta Advocate. Give them a shout out. And they give me all this hilarious news that I can't believe is true. But yet when I look into the story, it always is. So uh, their last spell was 
he was dubbed Scotty from marketing was our last PM. <laughs> <laughs> so I got, I got to find out who the current one is. Even if classified documents had been found under his watch, he would have found some way to spin it for the public. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Anthony Albanese, his name is, uh, Albo as he's called. Oh, do you, do you directly elect your prime minister or is your prime minister elected by party representatives? Uh, I'm asking the man who just had to look up who the current prime minister uh, is, how uh, the prime right. minister gets to be, gets his job. And then the guy that he moved to America so he didn't <laughs> have to vote. <laughs> is that bad? <laughs> <laughs> Well, if Donald Trump was to be believed, I, I, I would suspect that you're voting in every election, possibly twice. <laughs> oh, well, how, how else are you going to get the correct results? <laughs> you might find him, on, uh, find him on someone's desk at home. So are you familiar with the concept of five eyes? I am not. All right. So five eyes is a classification standard. Well, it's a classification level. Uh, that refers to the Five Eyes Nation, which are basically all your English-speaking countries. So the United States, the UK, Australia, New Zealand, and Canada. That's five, if I count correctly. And uh, basically, it's high-level intel that's shared freely between those agencies. So there is, there is a very good chance that Australian politicians have access to the same sorts of documents that all of our vice presidents and presidents have access to. So it is not inconceivable for these same documents to appear on, oh gosh, what's a, inside of somebody's uh, cricket bag. I'm trying to think of things that are, that are, that are distinctly Australian and not, not American. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So if we've got access to these things, then we can leave them around like you guys, right? In theory. Yeah. But I, 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 Australia has done such a great job with gun control versus America. Like if we use gun control as a standard, like Australians do it this way, Americans do it the other way. We have mass shootings every other day, if not every day. And Australia seems to be going pretty clean right now. I mean, I'm sure there are shootings, but there, there's a there's one or two here or there. But it's not a major public crisis. But now nah, it's not of uh, it's not of direct concern. There's a lot more other things to be to be worried about. It's just people chasing other people around with Bowie knives. Exactly. Uh, so I have a question here from r slash no stupid questions. And it says, honest question. Why are we surprised that classified documents are being found at politicians personal homes when the majority of government functioned either entirely or in some part from those homes at the height of the pandemic? Why are we surprised that classified documents are being found in politicians personal homes? That's actually not too surprising, especially at that level of government in the sense that a lot of times these politicians are actually working out of their homes, presumably, uh, you know, under the watch of a Secret Service detail. However, those documents should no longer be at their house later on. Uh, certain documents, depending on the classification, can only be read or, or interacted with in a secure environment. So the highest level of information, top secret SCI, would only be available in the most secure facilities, uh, of which Mar-a-Lago is not one. Uh, nor is Joe Biden's garage next to his guitar or Mike Pence's house underneath his uh, Bible trophy case. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he's won awards for being really, really good at religion. <laughs> <laughs> he, he believes harder than anybody else. Yeah. yeah, he was he was voted most religious governor of Indiana two terms in a row. <laughs> The existence of the pandemic um, is kind of irrelevant since some of uh, Joe Biden's documents are preceding the Obama administration going back to 2006. They did their job, obviously. Um, So the pandemic cannot explain things that happened almost 20 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, that's a a COVID thing. (laughs) 
everyone everyone blames Democrats for the COVID lockdowns. It's just like all that stuff happened under Donald Trump and in and, and around the country. Republican governors, Republican cities, this sort of stuff is going to happen. It's going to take place and you can be as mad as you want, but it's probably not the president driving it. Speaking of which, when are they going to take Joe Biden's driver's license away? That's that's definitely <laughs> a good good idea. But uh, yeah, I love their first day in. Everyone's like, look what you've done to the country. <laughs> I just got here. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> That's the perpetual problem with politics. <laughs> Do you think the Australian solution where everybody just where everybody turned in their guns and the government melted them down to make I, I, probably money? Money. What, what, what did they do with all the guns in Australia? Yeah, yeah, money or more guns. Yeah, I guess I guess they, I don't know, melted them down and they turned them into more guns and sold them off to someone else. It's like every other country. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what's going on right now. The National Archives have actually uh, sent letters to all of the living uh, presidents and vice presidents asking them to essentially, hey, can you check your bags and your and your and can you can you check the. Uh, can you check the, the, the storage space under your house for any classified documents that you may have missed? Accidentally taken home with you. Yeah. Yeah. So far, the only person in the last two administrations that seems to be coming up clean is Barack Obama. That's because <laughs> I, I, and I, I honestly think it's because Barack Obama probably has the least amount of wiggle room in terms of the expectations of the presidency. Like Barack Obama sets a high fucking bar in, in, in the way he carries himself and the way he comports himself. Or he just found the biggest stash and thought, oh, shit. Ah, yep, nothing to see here. (laughs) It's like, oh, God. (laughs) Barack Obama's like, nah, man, not me, not now. Yeah, Yeah, he's like, I'll just deny it. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Michelle's like, didn't you have a big box of classified documents? Like, shut up. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't. Shut up, Michelle. Yeah. (laughs) But I make absolutely no secret about one thing on this show. And that's my appreciation for the music of one Rick Reynolds, uh-huh. uh, who's mu- <laughs> Thanks, <mate. laughs> who you can find on Amazon, iTunes and, and Spotify. <laughs> do you want to do your social media? This, this is a nice change. Normally, normally it's me doing your social media and, and where to find your music. That sounds way more professional if you do it. OK, well, um, the most professional sounding part of this show is the music of Rick Reynolds. He has been kind enough to allow us the use of his song United from the album Portals in Progress, which you can find on Amazon, iTunes and Spotify. You can find him on Instagram at Rick Reynolds. And did I miss anything? Have you added any social media that I should be updating my ad copy? Nah, with? That's the best best. That's the best way to find me. Do you have any secret social media accounts? Oh, any, any secret stashes? Uh, you should see my un, uh, unpublished YouTube videos. Ooh, man, get me in some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Not as much trouble as uh, Mitt Romney's secret Twitter account. And on that account, he went by the name Pierre Delecto, which is the, right. the, the stevious name for a 70 year old Mormon senator to have. <laughs> but if you're looking for another skeevy dude on the Internet, you can find me at Foodicide. That's F-O-O-D-I-C-I-D-E. Or you can find the entirety of this podcast on every social media platform that you can think of at Wreck Your Pod. You can also find us on the Podcast Nexus Discord server, which we'll have, uh, and I'll put a link in the show notes for you. Um, but if between now and when next we meet, you find yourself wondering whether your past transgressions can be explained simply by the existence of the COVID-19 virus, we encourage you to check yourself. Don't wreck yourself. We are united, but we're so far apart And it won't change till we change We are, but we won't Oh
here we go. Okay, okay campers, campers, rise and shine. Don't, don't forget your booties. It's a cold, cold out, out there. there. But, but hey, it's, it's cold, cold every, every day. day. What is, what is this? Mar-a-Lago? Speaking, Speaking of Mar-a-Lago, Mike Pence took some pages out of his ex-boss's playbook, and, and they were all classified. classified. Lawyers for Pence discovered classified documents at his home. Again and 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 each week, our hosts look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words. Now your way is the only way, and my way's the only way to fill the space between a hard place and a rock is all we do. But we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth. What do we know? A trips to telephones that are no different to you. Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name's Ryan Placetti, and... I'm here again to disentangle you from the Gordian knot of the internet's bullshit. You sound a little unsure of yourself there. (laughs) Maybe this time you can't disentangle it. (laughs) I don't know. It just feels like I've been untying the same knot over and over and over again. Well, that's the curse of the Gordian knot anyway, right? It's it's not, it's non-untieable, whatever that means. I'll just drop a sword of Damocles on it. How about that? (laughs) Hey, that could work. But you, you need to introduce yourself also, Brad. Right. I'm Brad Hafford, archaeologist from the University of Pennsylvania, and I'm running a YouTube channel called Artifactually Speaking. And I study ancient world, basically, and particularly history of money and corruption uh, in that. And that's pretty fitting because we've had honestly the same topic over and over again a couple months ago. We covered the difference between Donald Trump's document scandal and Hillary Clinton's email scandal. And then a few weeks ago, we covered the difference between Joe Biden's document scandal and Donald Trump's email scandal. And now, just last week, they found out that former Vice President Mike Pence also had a cache of Mm -hmm. secret documents in his private residence in Indiana. Yeah, we've all got secret documents, right? I mean, come on. I should hope not. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to come out right now. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to hold up my right hand. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad can confirm that this is happening. We are on video. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to hold up uh, my right hand and I'm going to solemnly swear an oath mm-hmm. to my nation that I don't have any of your shit. <laughs> are you now or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. It's the Democrats. Like, uh, I, yeah, I, that's what I watch. Say. I watch enough Fox News. I know oh. <laughs> there's no difference between a center, a center left Democrat, a socialist and a communist. There is absolutely no yeah. nuance on Fox News. And we were both in the military. So we know we've been asked questions like this uh, many yeah. times to, to especially to get a security clearance. Right. So uh, prior to working together as archaeologists, Brad and I worked separately as signals intelligence analysts. I worked in the Army and Brad was in the Air Force. Exactly. And I was in the Cold War, so I'm quite a bit older. You were in a more more heated one, shall we say. I know. It got up to 120 degrees sometimes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I was in England and Germany. It was pretty cold, you know. But you made up for it by going back to Iraq after the war. As an archaeologist, that's right. I'm working in Iraq now. So yeah. it gets very hot there, that's for sure. <laughs> so I've got a related question to this from r slash no stupid questions posted by user upside down positive. And they want to know, how come I have never heard of top secret documents discovered in the hands of a former president? And now we have heard it two times for the most two recent presidents. 
uh, plus a plus a vice president. Yeah, well, we've got better communications now, right? We hear everything constantly. Maybe that's yeah. It's constant reporting, and we live in a hyperventilating society. And I think the only reason why we're even hearing about the Biden situation or the Pence situation is because Donald Trump turned the National Archive and FBI request to return documents to the government into a legal circus. So which right. which essentially forced the FBI to raid his home, which creates this false parallel between people who find top secret documents and turn them over to the government and people who find top secret documents interesting and hold on to them. Right. Because am I right in saying that Biden sort of or his people discovered these and they immediately reported them and didn't try to hold them back or something like that? Wasn't that the difference? That That is the biggest difference, because essentially what Donald Trump is being investigated for at this point is intentionally stealing documents as opposed to the Biden administration who discovered that documents had been improperly handled. Right. And they can't be that interesting. I mean, we know we've seen plenty of secret documents and most of them are boring as hell. Most of them are boring as hell. I, you know, I think back to like the uh, Chelsea Manning uh, WikiLeaks data dump. And honestly, the most damaging stuff in there was to America's reputation. You know, <laughs> it's foreign diplomats calling Kim Jong-il a flabby old chap. Right. You, like, like that's something that somebody in modern America would say to another modern American. <laughs> well, exactly. That's why I'm saying we all have secret documents. Like in our diary, we're calling people names or something. We don't want people to know that what we really think. So that's yeah. secret to us. But these are the, like the national secrets. These are the nation's secrets. These are, these are the, the recipe to a hot dog. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> don't let out the apple pie, man, you know. So how come I've never heard of top secret documents discovered? Uh, honestly, it's because of Donald Trump. Donald Trump uh, elevated this to a position of national discourse. Mm-hmm. But this really has its roots in the Presidential Records Act of 1978. Prior to 1978, these documents, many of these documents, not necessarily the classified ones, would have been considered the president's personal property to do with as he will. However, Jimmy Carter signed it into law, which required the president to turn over all these documents in the National Archives. And then Jimmy Carter promptly violated that law in 1981 after the Reagan administration had taken charge. But unlike Donald Trump and like Joe Biden and like Mike Pence, he cooperated fully. He took the box of documents from his house and, you know, from his peanut farm in Georgia mm-hmm. and, and shipped it up to D.C. Nobody really cared. Um, you know, fast forward 30 years and you have Hillary Clinton's emails. You've got Ivanka Trump's emails. We didn't, nobody's even talking about Ivanka Trump. She had her own email, private email server scandal that mirrors almost exactly the Hillary Clinton one, which isn't to say that Ivanka Trump was involved with anything nefarious in her government work, just in her private, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. in her private corporate work, working for her father. Right. <laughs> not that they, not that they ever distinguished between the two. And if I think of back, you know, the, the ancient world, this is all I do. Anything past about 1200 BC is modern to me. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> at that point, you know, if you had kings and they really did have ultimate control, I suppose you couldn't tell a king you can't have that document. And that's what yeah. Donald Trump wants to be, right? He's like, yeah. I love the law. Well, no, you're not. But And, and, and typically speaking, um, or right. sort of a voluntary abdication. Generally speaking, your predecessor was deceased. If your predecessor wasn't deceased, he was mm-hmm. probably in your dungeon and probably going to get the oh, axe either right. way. I'm thinking, <laughs> and if he is deceased, you probably killed him to get his position, most likely right. back then. <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky, all his secret documents are entombed with him underneath hundreds of thousands of pounds of stone. Yeah, exactly. In the case of the Egyptian pharaohs and many other rulers with their monumental structures. Right. And usually, you know, you're burying lots of uh, wealth with them. And then 
you know, looters try to get hold of it. And maybe even, I don't know, would you be underhanded enough to go and steal an old king's wealth, you know, out of his tomb? Uh, yes. Yes, <laughs> I would. Some. They say they say you can't take it with you. And yeah. I, am, I am more than happy to go back and enforce that. Now, I, I, I joke because obviously I've worked as an archaeologist. I would never steal an artifact. Right. Um, however, if it's a if it's an absolute free for all, like if Donald Trump were to heaven forbid pass away and yeah. our entire you know civil society were to collapse and I needed some sort of uh, some source of wealth, I would not be afraid to go into his tomb and take what had previously been his in order to finance, you know, right. my, well, my burgeoning post-apocalyptic kingdom. What I'm trying to say, though, is that one king might raid an, a dead king's tomb. Okay. Anyway, right? I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not like, sure, there were tomb robbers, but in fact, you might even have this official stealing, you know, acting like, oh, I buried my predecessor with all of this money. And everybody goes, oh, you're so great. And then at the secret of night, you know, you go back and you take it all back. I mean, yeah. it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I would not they be weren't very honest, surprised. I don't think, most of them. And that's what I was trying to look for. I wanted to find a com- some kind of comparison to this modern thing, but it's hard to do because, well, secret documents really would be hard to track thousands of years ago. Right. But the secret's fact, out if we know about them. Well, yeah, but there was a lot of corruption. You know, I said I can find a lot of this and it's sort of the same shit, different millennium in a way, because we've always been kind of underhanded, <laughs> I fear, most people. <laughs> And I found a couple of examples, um, not quite on the document level, I guess, but from the Bronze Age at about 1700 BCE, there are some texts about a guy who's essentially the mayor of a town called Haradum, which is in the northern portion of Mesopotamia near Mari. And his name was Habasanu. And And just before we uh, jump into that, Mm -hmm. uh, and and then for anybody who is unfamiliar with the concept of Mesopotamia, which they do teach in sixth grade, as long as it's not too woke, Mesopotamia is traditionally considered the land in and around the Fertile Crescent, which is the uh, area between the Tigris and the Euphrates River. Essentially, um, it it gets a bit more complicated, (laughs) where is exactly (laughs) the Fertile Crescent? But yeah, um, it in modern terms. Iraq is the majority of Mesopotamia, but it extends all the way into Syria and Turkey, really, is, you know, because the the rivers begin up there. So in this particular town, in this guy, we we translate the word mayor. It's uh, Rabianum, I think, and that's it's not really mayor, but it's an official, you know, a person who's kind of in charge of a large area. And so I guess should be trusted. And we can call him a local executive. Right. So people have to pay him, but then he has to push on these taxes to the greater kings, right? And there is a tablet that is the townspeople accusing this guy of not sending it on up. So basically, in translation, I'll quote it here. It says, of the silver, which you made us pay, a great amount has stayed in your house, Uh-oh. as well as the sheep, which we gave on top as voluntary gifts. <laughs> so they're trying to pay their taxes, and this guy's stealing it all and not giving it on to the king. And then the king says, hey, why didn't you pay your taxes? He's like, hey, I don't know. It's just these people. <laughs> so these people are who's cheating the system, right? Yeah. And I, abusing their power, I think, is, is the point. There. Mm-hmm. At least one of the people involved in our current modern controversy is a notorious, we're going to say tax cheat, although he has yeah. not been prosecuted yet. Right. Well, but I'm, I'm, I'm willing to go out there and say that maybe Donald Trump has been dishonest on his taxes. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite possible. Um, so, yeah. So this guy was skimming the silver off the top and, and keeping it for himself. 
Right. So in a way, I guess that's keeping things in your house that shouldn't be in your house. And I'm making a bit of a parallel here. Yeah. Maybe it's a weak one. It's an it's object. Well, it's, I, I, you know, I'm for it because it is an object of value. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's an object of value that ostensibly belongs to the legitimate authority at the time, which would be that higher, you know, that higher mm-hmm. level of executive privilege of, or divine, I guess, divine mandate. <laughs> yeah. And in a similar case later, so Iron Age talking about 540 BCE. So we're, you know, 1200 years later. This is, this, I remember it like it was yesterday. Exactly. 2,500 <laughs> years ago. Hey, that's nothing. <laughs> and this time in the city of Uruk, which is in the south of Mesopotamia. So um, these guys had often not wanted to be ruled by the northern cities. And they have, though, big temples. So in this particular right. case, the Ayana precinct is dedicated to the goddess Inanna or Ishtar. And they she has have, big temples. She cannot lie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. Uh, has big sheep as well because oh. they are raising lots and lots of sheep. There's as many as 90,000 of them for the government, really. And this is a time period of big change. So yeah. Neo-Babylonian Empire has given over to the Persian Empire. So Neo-Babylonian was big, but Persian is even bigger. And it's right. really being ruled from the current, well, Persia, Iran. Is this and, the Achaemenid period yet? Yeah, it is the Achaemenid period. And Cyrus the Great, you know, is one of the names mm-hmm. that people might know. This is about his time. So he wants to know that, uh, you know, what assets he has and that his system here isn't being cheated. So Uruk's a long way away. He sends a guy from Babylon down to Uruk to essentially spy on these guys, find out that they're not cheating. But that guy, an auditor, if you will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's an auditor that goes down there with this royal blessing. And the people of Uruk, they're not, they don't trust him. You know, come in, he's right. coming from outside and he's checking up on us. And so they keep an eye on him. And there are lots of tablets where they bring him up on charges. Over okay. a period of 15 years, they accuse him of stealing five cattle and 13 sheep. Now, compared to 90,000 sheep, that's not much. But mm-hmm. he's, again, skimming. He's supposed to be reporting, but what he's doing is taking some of this sacred sheep, uh, you know, herd, which really belongs to the king emperor. But what, what's really funny about this one is that there are a couple of documents where they say they've tried to give all of their accounts to this man whose name is Gamilu. Yeah. And he refuses to take them. And in fact, he runs away. It says he disappears for seven months at one point because they're trying <laughs> to give him the accounts. And it's so like, this is kind of the opposite of what we're hearing where people take documents. In this case, he doesn't want them. He says, don't give them to me. <laughs> it's like Olivia Wilde dodging Jason Sudeikis's divorce papers. <laughs> I guess. Well, I, 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 I don't really follow that scandal. And I know you didn't. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, <laughs> she, she was famously she was famously served while while speaking on a panel at a convention. Oh, like this guy, a guy came up on stage and handed her the divorce papers. Oh, <laughs> Well, in this case, it sounds so weird. Why would he not want these? Because, in fact, he's supposed to report about the accounting back to Babylon and then ultimately, you know, into Persia. So the real reason, I think, is because he was sleeping with Harry Styles, which is <laughs> <laughs> which is why Olivia Wilde was dodging Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> so, yeah. Is it that parallel? I doubt it. But I, I don't I know probably, anything probably, about I don't know system. what he was doing with those sheep he was stealing. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Well, if he were to get these documents, it would show that he no longer has a job, really. It, you know, it would clear everything up. And so yeah. he didn't want that because he liked his position of being able to steal from these guys and sort of occasionally report a few things. Oh, I'm still looking, I'm working on that. You got to keep paying yeah. me to stay here and steal, basically. So he kept saying, I don't want the documents instead of 
oh yeah, I've got these hidden and they're important in their mind. <laughs> uh, this is wildly common in government today because this guy has an allocated budget, which is his salary from the king. Mm-hmm. And he wants to make sure that he keeps receiving that budget. So he has to continue to justify his work. Yeah. Uh, when I was at the Defense Language Institute, for example, we got brand new desks twice in the course of a year because they were constantly trying to find ways to justify their budget. And they didn't want to lose their budget in the future by not spending all the money. Right. Yeah. So this happens all the time and it happens in the private sector, too. Yep. The end of the fiscal year will come around and now they're going to spend all of their money because they want to make sure they have access to that money next year. Yep. Just in case yeah. they have to waste it again. If you have it left over, it looks like you didn't plan well, I guess. So you've yep. got to spend it all. Well, what happened to Gamilu? The last tablets we see are that he's accused of plotting an assassination against the Ayana precinct guys. Uh-oh. And then we don't hear about him anymore. So maybe that <laughs> charge stuck. I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't be laughing. This man's probably dead. And probably, what I can well, ima- only imagine is a horrible fashion. <laughs> maybe. But these court cases can be really interesting and they're fairly common in cuneiform. And yet they never cite Hammurabi's code, for instance, you know, and that yeah. one is one people might know of the eye for an eye or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if that's the classical punishment, what if we were to try to apply that here? So let's say a classical, a, a classified document for a classified document <laughs> for everyone you've got, you've got to give us one of your own secrets, basically. <laughs> OK, so Donald Trump had to turn over his tax returns. Yeah. Uh, and the, the Supreme Court ruled that. Like, I think the Supreme Court has effectively enforced eye for an eye on Donald Trump. Yeah. Not only did they take the documents back, but they actually forced him to reveal his secret documents. Right. Now, Joe Biden has a reckoning coming because Hunter Biden's laptop is out there. And <laughs> there are a lot of people on Fox and Friends that want to that want to know what's in it. Yeah. See, those are the secrets that they would have to divulge, I guess. I mean, there were levels of things, though, on this. So, for instance, if you sort of accidentally caused a sheep to die, you would have to pay back one sheep. But if you stole a sheep, you'd have to pay back 10 sheep. And if it was a sacred sheep, you'd have to pay back 30. So they did have these levels. They usually find you just like you would now instead of poking out your eye or something. Okay, so, well, then document for document doesn't necessarily translate here because... These are America's like the top secret SCI stuff. Yeah. That is America's sacred sheep. So you got to so do 30 secrets for Donald Trump to, has to, to release that. 30 years of tax information. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden is going to have to literally just. Well, actually, I guess Joe Biden's daughter's diary has leaked Hunter's laptop and he's just 28 documents. Away, he's just 28 secret documents away from clearing his name. <laughs> there you go. And yeah, then Mike Pence, I think, would probably just have to write down every time he's thought about a woman other than his wife in a pantsuit. he is he is notoriously conservative about interacting with women in a private setting he won't even take lunch with a female colleague without without mother present so (laughs) (laughs) she's his anana and that's beautiful i'm sure yeah (laughs) so anyway there is this corruption from the ancient world and i guess it's sort of parallel thought it'd be fun to talk about absolutely absolutely thank you so much um but if there's one set of documents that I'll never keep a secret, it's the MP3s containing the music of Rick Reynolds, who's been kind enough to allow us the use of his song United from the album Portals in Progress, which you can find on iTunes, Amazon and Spotify. You can find him on Instagram at Rick Reynolds. Uh, do you have any social media that you'd like to plug, Brad? I'm on Twitter at Brad Hafford. And then, of course, YouTube, Artifactually Speaking, looking at maybe creating Instagram. I know I'm behind the curve on that one, but, you know. 
probably yeah, get there it, eventually. It's okay. It'll probably be dead by the time you get there. Yeah. Well, Twitter <laughs> certainly will be. But you're yeah. an archaeologist, so. Yeah. I like the out of date. Maybe there's maybe there is something of anthropological value. Sure. <laughs> uh, you can find me individually at Foodicide. That's F-O-O-D-I-C-I-D-E. And you can find the podcast at Wreck Your Pod on all the major platforms and some of the minor platforms. You can also find us on the Podcast Nexus Discord server, which you will find in our show notes. And if between now and next week you open up the tote that you've hidden in your attic for the last five years and find it, the body of a sacred sheep, we encourage you to check yourself. Don't wreck yourself. We are united, but we're so far apart, and it won't change till we change. We are, but we won't. Oh. Don't forget your buddies, it's cold!